People first organizations will win in the future of work. Your only real asset is your people. We, we all, all want purpose-driven work. work. HR-led organization is I'm sorry, but leaders don't lead empty desks and empty shop floors. Welcome to the People Strategy Leaders Show. I'm your host, Sri Chalapa, founder and president of Engagedly, and a serial entrepreneur in technology, films, and music. This is where we talk to people leaders, business strategists, and organizational savants about leading in the time of change. What is working, what is not working, and more importantly, what we should be thinking about. Stick around to the end of the show. We will reveal how you can be our next guest. And now, let's engage. Hello, this is Sri Chalapa again with People Strategy Leaders Podcast. And today I have Emmy Thomas, who's the VP of Brand and Marketing at Logical Position, which is a digital marketing agency with over 900 people. Uh, Emmy started in 2016, started in the recruitment area, and now leads digital marketing, but she also leads her employee experience within the organization. So I'm really excited to talk to you, Emmy, today and really learn about how marketing and employee communications and experience all work together and then how things have changed over the last two or three years. So welcome to the show, Emmy. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Shree, for having me. Uh, excited to talk about lots of this. It is. It is. So tell me a little bit about how did you end up in digital marketing and employee experience and recruitment? So that'll be helpful to understand how they kind of blend together for you. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like everybody's journey to their career is such a left turn from what they initially thought they might be studying or thought that they might end up doing. Um, but I found logical position after working like in the service industry for years um, during college. And I started in sales actually. And that was my first like dipping my toe in of digital marketing, learned a lot about our products and services um, and learned about how impactful our product and service truly was for the clients that we helped. I just watched so many businesses like achieve these awesome results and grow so much. Um, and there just became an opportunity to transition into recruiting pretty shortly after I started in sales. And I was all on board for it just because I had already like built this um, like pride around who we were as a company. I was excited to share it with other potential applicants and future future employees. So I started working in recruiting and did that for several years. Um, we built the recruiting team by quite a bit during that time. We also grew the company by quite a bit during that time. I think when I started, we had roughly 100 people. And today we're 900 plus employees strong. Um, so I kind of was in there during like a very rapid growth period, um, which there was a lot of learning as you go. <laughs> right. Um, but it, it kind of just then led itself into uh, really caring about not only the onboarding that employees felt when I recruited them and they started at LP, but their ongoing experience with the company. So that's when my transition into the employee experience kind of took place. And I reset my focus to, like I said, like the ongoing experience that people were feeling and the recognition that they were, were receiving within the organization. And in 2020, you know, employee experience started to look a lot different. It was no longer happy hours and uh, like wellness weeks and things in the office. It turned into newsletters and virtual experiences. And so what we learned is that 
truly kind of became internal marketing in itself, um, internal content creation for our employees. And so it, again, just another very seamless transition that bumped me into the marketing side of our organization as well. Um, so every transition feels very um, like a jagged turn, but it really flowed um, quite nicely into now where I get to oversee both the internal experience that our employees have and the external user experience that prospective clients and current clients see when they engage with our content online. So when you think about the internal employee experience and you put your marketing hat on yeah. in that role, what are the things that you feel are really important and have are impactful for mm -hmm. your team members? Yeah, I'm always with the marketing hat that you're talking about. I'm always trying to think is um, what is the user experience going to be? How are people going to best engage with this? Um, whatever it is that the message we need to send is. And so when it comes to employee experience, I truly like break that down into how do we have the strongest internal communication, strong company communication, especially in 2022, when a lot of companies and organizations are working so distant from each other versus how it was maybe a few years ago. Um, I think just having a really solid base for, for how you send information. And my rule that my team uses is three times, three ways. So people receive information totally differently. Some person, some people might prefer a newsletter. Some people might like a direct like a Teams message or a Slack message or whatever channel you use for direct messaging. Some people might like to hear it verbally in a meeting. Um, so I'm always trying to think of, first of all, what content is gonna interest people? Uh, and then how can we reach the masses with this message and make sure that the information is um, just delivered as best as possible? Yeah, so in the employee ex experience, it starts with recruitment, obviously. And yeah. you ran recruitment. So obviously as part of that, you probably touched the onboarding process. Yep. So, so walk me through what are some other two or three things or four things that leaderships should look at when they're going through the entire employee experience from the time they interview the individual to the time they become an employee and afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's it's funny that you talk about the employee experience starting at recruiting because it, it couldn't be more true, right? The same way that you're interviewing them, they are interviewing you as their future employer and hopefully their future employer for a long-term career, right? So the it's, it's like a first date. You want to impress on both ends. Um, so we, our recruiting team does a phenomenal job of um, really being in the, uh, the recruits corner. And so from that very first call, uh, we call it uh, the, oh, what's it called? Uh, your first call where you're screening um, right. to, to, yeah, to just see if it's a potential fit. Um, the recruiter is like, they've got their customer service hat on. It's their role, not only to get a sense of what the employee, if they're a good fit for the hiring manager, but also what can we give to them to get them interested? So that's when some of like your company's benefits already start to uh, play to your side. So if you've got, whether it's really strong benefits or you offer summer hours or like something that we do that's special is we offer volunteer time off, which is always kind of like a perk that our recruits like to hear about, which is just 40 hours of paid time for them to go back and volunteer in the community, right? So every, every organization kind of has their own benefits package that makes your organization special. 
Um, but I think having recruiters really have that customer service mentality on those calls and making sure that that's all information that excites the recruit, they're going to put that much more effort into their interview. They're going to be that much more excited about the job before they even meet the hiring manager and do the, the formal interview. Um, and then we just kind of continue that like customer service sort of feeling throughout the whole process. Our IT team, very customer service oriented. So when they get their equipment delivered, whether it's an in-person delivery or if it's mailed to them because they're working remotely. Um, little personalized touches, like a new hire welcome kit with, with goodies, like things like that just create, it already starts to create an experience for your employee before they even hit that first day of new hire orientation. And then the, it just continues from there on, right? You have that welcoming touch and new hire orientation. You have different videos so that they're able to meet members of leadership um, throughout video. And then you have um, really like whether it's HR or our education team, kind of making sure that they are truly welcomed and settled in before passing them off to their, uh, their official manager, because there's so much more, there's so many logistics to get through before that pass off point. So we like to make sure on the people operation side that those things like T's are crossed, eyes are dotted before they get passed off to their manager to intercept and then start training them. Yeah. So um, in, and then and then once they become an employee, obviously employee experience is, is, is yeah. an ongoing process. So you said there's a, there's a three touch or three approaches to communicating with everybody. Yeah. Uh, what, are, what other things do you do to help build a strong employee culture within the organization? Yeah. So um, we do a couple of things when it comes to employee engagement and company communication. One thing just to create more of the fun side of things is an employee newsletter. It's really simple. Again, it's kind of like that content creation piece, which is very marketing focused. Um, but in that, it's an opportunity to include pertinent announcements, right? Hey, benefits is changing. Make sure you register or things like that. But also it's an opportunity to sign up for summer sports leagues or we're doing a home buying workshop or whatever it may be. Words from leadership. Sometimes our, our leadership team will jump in and write employees a little letter and kind of just give them a little state of the union. So that employee newsletter is key for being something that... Um, employees know is consistently going to hit their inbox every single month. And people do kind of, whether you're going to read it the day you get it, you might have to flag it and read it later, but it, it does become a consistent piece of content that keeps people in the know. Um, so it starts with announcement focused things, but then it also presents an opportunity to do team spotlights, uh, and employee spotlight. So especially in this distant environment that we now live in for the work environment, you might not know what's happening in a different department, or if you're focused on a certain product, you might not know what somebody with a similar but different team is working on. So it presents that opportunity too, to just share. Um, and that's all just written content. And it is also a, a very cool time capsule to look back on at the end of the year and see, all of the things that our company has been involved with in a single year. So that's a huge one that employees engage and respond really, really well with. That's awesome, Amy. So one thing we were talking about earlier before um, we started recording here is you're, you're really proud of your employee recognition uh, yeah. program that you have. Do you want to talk about what, what it, that is and what makes it, uh, I guess, great and yeah. how, how other companies and leaders can learn from it? 
Absolutely. I think employee recognition is one of the best things that leaders at any level can do. Um, and it has so many different tiers of employee recognition, right? You could just on a one-on-one -on -one make sure that you're, if you think they're doing a good job, tell them that. Um, and it's as easy as throwing in a, a group chat channel, hey, shout out to this person, shout out to that person for the launch of this project or little mini micro wins. Um, a way that we like to do it on a bigger scale is we do, and back to more company communication, we do a quarterly uh, all company meeting, a good chance for the folks who like to receive their information through a a visual and a verbal meeting to receive all of those important announcements. Um, it also prevents or provides the opportunity to do awards. Um, so that's something where different levels of uh, leadership are able to nominate, and then we will assign awards, just awards of excellence. Um, I think we do nine per quarter. So those hold a lot of weight and a lot of specialness. Mm -hmm. We'll mail the employees an award, um, and it is something that really it creates a sense of engagement and pride in the work. Um, when people are doing a good job, it doesn't cost you anything to tell them that they're doing does, a good how job. Does, how does somebody get an award? What do they have to do to get an award? Yeah, so it's it's funny that you ask this because we take two approaches to it too, right? So these quarterly awards are very much focused on work performance. And it's tricky because everybody has a totally different job, right? Somebody in HR can achieve something awesome. It's very different than somebody who manages a paid search campaign at our company doing something that's awesome. So we break them into org um, so that the, the playing field is a little bit more level and it's just based on a nomination by your manager kind of explaining why your achievements that quarter were above and beyond and then the C level um, at that org will kind of select three winners um, and then again those other nominees like there's a lot of opportunity to still make sure that they get recognized so that's one version of our awards um, and if companies have the opportunity to do this, it is really cool to create more. It depends on how many employees you have. We have 900 and a lot of people doing really great work, right? How do you tell 900 people you're crushing it? <coughs> so um, we also, and this was a COVID idea. This is something that developed because of like forced separation. It took the place of what previously was our holiday party. Um, and now the holiday party will come back, but this this award ceremony is something that we will keep forever now that we've created it. It's called the Cube Awards um, at Logical Position. Our logo looks like a three-dimensional cube. So the name is based off of our company's namesake and the awards are based off of um, our company's DNA. So there is an award for each of our six core values. Um, and then we have a seventh one for our commitment towards diversity and inclusion. So we have these seven awards and they're based off of things that aren't necessarily performance-based. It's not who's had the most sales or who recruited the most candidates or anything like that, who had the best results on their paid search campaign. It's truly like based on these values that we share as a company. So integrity, collaboration, transparency, fun, driven, dynamic, um, people who exhibit those like different, like more softer skills, collaboration. If you're that person who everybody loves meeting with because you're always on time and you always have a lot of great thoughts to contribute and you, you take the notes and you follow up, but you didn't necessarily receive a quarterly award of excellence because maybe there wasn't 
a case for that earlier in the year, this is a chance to award those other people who excel in a different light. So truly like making space to just showcase employees that their contributions are having a really large impact within your organization and not being afraid to to shout people out for the great work that they're doing. And and what are these awards? Is it just a certificate and a plaque or do they actually get something Oh yeah, no, they get uh, like a nice glass trophy in the mail, but something else that's fun about the the cube awards too, is it's not just the, the winners, right? There are seven categories, two winners per category. That's 14 winners. We also have six uh, nominees or, or something to that effect per category. So not only are you a winner? You also have a slew of people who are nominated for that. And even the nominees receive like a little desk plaque with their name on it, with their award title. It comes in the mail. I wish we could hand deliver, but we are, we're, we're very remote these days. Um, but yeah, and it is fun to see because I'm on the marketing side too. It's fun to see people, they take so much pride in this, right? Like you, you work so hard to get recognized in this sense. So they'll get their photos out and they'll, they'll post it on Instagram and tag the company. So I think like that's a new form of engaging with your employees. You can engage on social media with your employees because that's where they're engaging. Um, it's and, it's and just so different. A brand. And it's also <laughs> you're building, a brand. building a brand, you know? So it's because it's, yeah. it's always the marketing or sales talking about the company. Yeah, know, it, gets, it can get a little one dimensional. And if you have other employees and other departments talking about the company, then it makes makes it makes a bigger brand. Yeah, so, absolutely. So, so how internal brand building can actually help with external brand building. It's it's very. Yeah, important. totally. And that's exactly how my position kind of came to be. Right. Um, and again, with that, that user experience in mind in both senses is I want our internal employees to have a seamless experience when they're looking at that newsletter or they're logging into that all company meeting or, or whatever it is, the same as I want a, a future client to have a really great user experience on our website or on our Instagram profile profile or what have you. Right. Okay, so I'm going to ask you the one question I ask everybody, you know, what is your, what is your leadership style? How would you describe mm-hmm. you as a leader? What things that you do that work well for you as a, as a person leading your team and the initiatives? Yeah, um, honestly, I think my, my biggest style is leading by example. Um, and I'm, I'm very process driven. So I really like to make sure that people have the tools for, um, exactly what the process is for whatever the project is. Um, but really who I've looked up to the most are the people who are not afraid to roll up your sleeves, work alongside your employees, get into the weeds when needed. Um, and sometimes showing rather than just telling is going to achieve the better result. And then after you do you know, one or two rounds of showing, then they're off to the races with that thing from forever on. Um, So especially in my department, um, I am humbled with a team who excels in these different niches that I don't particularly have a background in. I'm not a videographer. I'm not a graphic designer. um, I'm not a writer, right? And, And that's who my team is. These people who have these, these highly skilled specialties. Um, so it's, it's kind of just getting into the weeds and, and trying to level with my people. And I think that earns respect back. And that's when you achieve some mm-hmm. of your best work. Okay. The last question, who, who's a leader that you admire and why? 
Yeah. And it's, it's so cheesy, but truly, you know, in my professional career, the people that I've worked alongside with the most are the leaders at logical position. Right. And, um, like our founder and co-CEO, Mike Winehouse, I, I admire his leadership style because he's exactly what I kind of just explained. He, he has a very open door policy. He wants to hear from, um, all levels of employees. And then like, actually truly know how those people feel as people too. I think that's one of the best things that a leader can do is, is to be a friend to the people that you're working with. Um, and he's really shaped so many careers for people at our organization. And we've really promoted from within, and that's really based off of his leadership style and his philosophy for growing our company. Um, so not only him, but all of the, um, people kind of in the C level of our organization have that, they share that same philosophy, but, uh, it's been really great to, to learn alongside them and grow alongside them. So, um, that they'd have to be my cheesy answer. <laughs> That's good. It's, it's not something you hear everybody, every, everybody from everybody every day. Cause a lot of people yeah. say Elon Musk or Steve Jobs or this or the other, but it's, it's good to have some really. It's nice to have someone with. you've met. Yeah. Right. Someone you've met, someone you've worked with. Um, Cause yeah, you can admire those guys for, for so many different reasons, but it is really cool. Cause I think I really value the human element um, of leadership and I'm not really able to see that with folks I don't know, but the people that I'm able to work side by side um, it's something that's really important to me as an employee. And then I try to execute that for my employees as well. That's awesome. Well, Mike, if you're listening, this is a shout out to you. Um, and Emmy, again, thank you so much for being on the show. We learned a lot. Uh, hopefully our audience takes away quite a bit from all the initiatives that you're taking for employee communication and employee experience and using the marketing touch both internally and externally. So thank you again. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right. Have, until next time, this is Sri Chalapa with People Strategy Leaders Podcast. Shri Chalapa here. Thank you so much for listening to the People Strategy Leaders Podcast. If you are a successful leader or a people strategist who would like to be on this program, please visit engagedly.com slash people strategy leaders podcast. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag people strategy leaders. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Follow me on LinkedIn and Twitter at Sri Chalapa. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time. And thank you to Patrick Ramsey, sound engineer at Kalinga Production Studios for recording and mixing this show.